over $4.1 trillion. That's how much the Internal Revenue Service, commonly referred to as the IRS, collected in gross taxes in fiscal year 2021. The IRS brings in approximately 96% of the federal government's funding every year. The IRS is crucial for the functioning of the federal government, but budget cuts have made it difficult for the IRS to carry out its duties for a while. Funding for the agency declined by more than 20% between 2010 and 2019 when adjusted for inflation. This is the part of government that brings in money. So you have to spend money to make money. The vast majority of IRS funding is allocated through congressional appropriations. And the, the problem is that the Congress doesn't do a good job of funding the government. Nobody likes the IRS. It's just not a popular agency. And that's impacted the IRS's ability to do its job. In line with the overall shrinking of the IRS budget, of course, the audit rate has decreased significantly as well. And so it's not very likely that you're going to be audited. The IRS audited 3.8 out of every 1,000 returns, or 0.38% during the fiscal year 2022, which was actually lower than fiscal year 2021. For taxpayers earning over a million dollars, there has been substantial reduction in audit rates but they are still audited more frequently than taxpayers earning below $200,000 on average. So how does the IRS work? And who's the most likely to be audited? The IRS is the organ of government that receives, collects, if you will, almost all the money that comes in to fund the government. There are two primary branches of the IRS, services and enforcement, and operations support. The services and enforcement wing is what most people think of when they think of the IRS, collecting taxes and making sure everyone follows the tax code. The services and enforcement wing is sort of split according to the sort of types of taxpayers that fall under categories. The IRS was restructured in 1998 to create these four major divisions. Operations support oversees the customer services division of the agency, as well as IRS policies, programs, and activities. The IRS also established the Taxpayer Experience Office in 2022 as part of a long-term plan to improve customer service. If you worked in the IRS, they would emphasize the third word in the IRS, which is service. And that's providing assistance to individuals in understanding the tax law and figuring out where their tax refund is. The IRS is a part of the Treasury Department, but it operates with relative independence, particularly on issues of, of enforcement. I ran the service for just over four years and never once discussed an enforcement matter with anybody at Treasury. And it's illegal to be talking to folks at the White House about certain subjects. It's pretty intentional that you keep a separation there. The IRS needs to be seen by the American people as absolutely nonpartisan. So there has to be a certain distance, in, at least as the enforcement matters. Even though the IRS tries to maintain its distance from politics, it still depends on a partisan Congress for funding. Every year, the IRS has been coming before Congress and asking for money and getting an appropriation for one year at a time. And the IRS is just one of many government agencies competing for a pool of money. The IRS budget hit a high point in 2010 at $14.8 billion when adjusted for inflation. But the funding began to decrease from there. 
The Budget Control Act of 2011 created a series of automatic federal spending cuts that were set to begin in 2013. Those cuts as a whole are referred to as the sequester of 2013. As part of the sequester, the IRS budget was cut by $89 million. The IRS budget continued to decline throughout the 2010s. During that period, the IRS staff experienced a 22% reduction. The biggest cut in that has been in enforcement, and particularly in their most highly skilled agents who do the audits and who also do collections. And those are the very kind of agents that do the most sophisticated, most difficult returns. That also, that reduction in money also stalled investment in technology. This is highly technical work and you need experience. Somebody who's three years out of college isn't going to be doing the technical work on the ExxonMobil tax return. It takes a while to get that level of knowledge and sophistication. The pandemic marked somewhat of a turning point for the IRS. First, in 2020 and 2021, the IRS received supplemental funding from Congress due to the pandemic, which led to an increase in full-time employment at the agency. Then, in August 2022, President Joe Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. That set aside nearly $80 billion for the IRS to be used over the next 10 years. The bill allocates the most money to tax enforcement, nearly $46 billion. It provides a little more than $25 billion to operation support, and the remaining $9.5 billion will go towards taxpayer services, technology modernization, and provisions like renewable energy tax credits. They did that in recognition of the fact that the funding had been cut over the period of years. Republicans have been trying to scale it back because they don't want to see the enforcement arm amped up, if you will, as much as the Biden administration is seeking to do. It's an unusually large amount for the IRS. The IRS is generally spends 13, 14, 12 billion a year. So that's a lot of money for the IRS. Now, if you compare it to the Navy or the Department of Health and Human Services, no, it's not a large uh, amount of money. So it's all relative. They hired about 5,000 new employees going into this tax season that were planned to be up to speed by President's Day weekend. So it's been reported that the phone wait times have been significantly lower. So if you have an IRS issues, some sort of issue with a tax return or you get a notice in the mail, it's more likely that you're going to actually speak to someone on the phone this year than in the previous tax seasons. A more grounded critique of the plan is that taxpayer service did not receive as large of a budget increase as uh, enforcement did. The bill spends a lot on the sort of stick, but not as much on the carrot, relatively speaking. I believe in more funding for the IRS. I do not think you need all of that 80 billion. That's quite a bit, but what I would like to see is three or 4% real growth each year, because. One of the challenges is if you throw too much money at a government agency, you can lose control. There's an old adage, you need to spend money to make money. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that the $80 billion in funding over the 10-year period could, quote, increase government revenues by approximately $200 billion. During the period of funding cuts in the 2010s, audit rates declined across all income brackets, but the richest Americans saw the biggest decrease. In 2019, a little more than 2% of Americans earning more than $5 million per year had their taxes audited. That's down from 16% in 2010. 
That means only about 1 in 50 high earners were audited in 2019, compared to about 1 in 6 in 2010. In addition to that overall change in audit activity, lower and middle income taxpayers who claimed what is called the earned income tax credit were more likely to have their taxes reviewed. Part of the reason why that tax credit is scrutinized more heavily is because it is a refundable tax credit. And that means that if you don't have any tax liability, you still could potentially get a refund. Whereas non-refundable means, you know, once you get to zero dollars owed, you're not going to get any kind of a refund if you had that benefit that was owed to you. The main story there is, is one of tax code complexity. But the sort of reason for that is a cost benefit calculation by IRS enforcement and a sort of nature of the beast of the EITC where EITC returns have a very high rate of errors and largely derived from the complexity of the program. There was a recent study of a, a team of economists from different universities and even from the Treasury Department that found that Black Americans are roughly three to five times more likely to face an IRS audit than other taxpayers. And one of the contributing factors to that is actually due to the earned income tax credit. Individual income tax auditing activity wasn't the only thing to change in the past decade. Going back to 2010, nearly all of the largest corporations were audited. And that's been down by half. Now it's about 50% of those very large corporations being audited. The service has a lot of stuff that is automated, where if, if they get a report from your brokerage outfit that says you sold a stock or something, they're going to wait to see that on your return. And some of this can be done just automatically through matching. I mean, you'll get a letter that says, we don't see this income this dividend income, or where is that? But if you're talking about an audit, somebody's got to sit down and, and look and say, what is your support for this? Or, uh, why, why did you take that deduction? And that requires people. And as the funding decreased, or was it really, in some instances, just held steady and you had inflation, that meant there were fewer people that you could have to do these audits. Since getting the additional funding, the IRS plans to hire 10,000 workers. It's an exciting time to see what's going to happen next for the IRS and eager to see what's in that plan for the $80 billion going forward.